Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the On My Block Jets preview, week six here. I'm your host, Mike Wall, along with Packers all-time reading rusher, Amon Green. Amon, how are we doing this week? Man, I'm doing great, Mike. Uh, busy week, but ready to talk about these Jets and these Packers back home from London. See if hopefully they don't have no jet lag in this game coming up, uh, 12 o'clock kickoff. I like that play on words there, jet lag. Mm-hmm. Our show is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting to props and futures. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, excuse me, just Believe now, B L E A V, to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Amon. It's funny. Yep. It's been so, this has been a crazy week, I think, for the Packers. They go to London. You know, we already we already had a review show, mm-hmm. but all week it's just been different talks about what's going on with the offense, what's going on with the defense, who you know, was a coordinator of this, coordinator of that. Right. And I just wanted to before we move on to the Jets, because I really do want to spend some time on the Jets. It's an interesting matchup. But it was interesting this week. This week you look at what's in the news with with uh, with the Pack. Matt Lafleur comes out. Mm-hmm. He starts talking about the defensive woes, and there's conversations going towards. Well, we need to look, we're playing a lot of soft zone. And by soft, mm. I mean we're playing off off man. Off, yeah. We don't we play, we're playing like 12, 10 yards off the ball. Yeah. We don't have guys that are by nature like ferocious Cam Chancellor type tacklers. Mm. So we don't have guys that are just ball hawks that are peanut Tillman guys knocking the ball out. We don't have guys that are just blocking to the ball and just really, really ravage rampant tacklers. Right. Um, it sounds like to me, now he said, okay, we got to do, we got to call these more. We got to put people in a better situation. And also our guys have to respond. Mm-hmm. It sounds like to me that defensively there's a little bit, and remember they're top five defense on paper. And I know that doesn't mean anything except for when we're speculating, but you look at the talent right. you have there. You got seven first rounders on defense. It's a, this is, this should, looks like a top D five defense on paper. They're not performing to where they should be. Yep. When you see that, I immediately go, okay, there's a culture problem or a coaching problem. That you, there's What's going on there? What do you see? I agree. It, it, it's, a, it's a coaching or cultural problem. It's saying that the accountability is not being questioned. Like, you got a job to do. You're not doing your job up to par. And that was that was our casual conversation. Hey, man, you know, Amon, you okay? Uh, hey, Mike, Mike, you need help on that block over there? Or you need me to – what I can do to help you? Because I can tell you're struggling with something. Or Marco, whoever. We get me and you, our linemen, running backs, defense to offense. We could check each other. And I think that is something that we were just talking off camera about with the culture of time today <laughs> where players 
take offense to if you question their job. And it shouldn't be a question or where you're not dis- you're not disrespecting what they do, but just right now you're not having a good game. So what's up? You know, I need to check you, make sure you need help, you need a question answer, are you struggling somewhere? You don't have to give me full details, but just let us know because right now there's a disconnect of terms of this offense, this defense. I say defense right now. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not making the plays and being the defense that we can be. You know, can we say all oh, the offense is not, you know, having the ball enough and time time management on that side or they're not scoring enough points? You can't say that. But at the end, if you're a defensive player, it's like you just got to as a defense, we got to keep y'all out the end zone, keep the other team out the end zone. So what is it? And uh, to have that conversation started, like, what's the problem? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, you see some of the comments from the game and look, obviously Saquon Barkley is going to get a lot of attention and maybe because of that, there's some things that you don't do. Maybe, you you know, if another team, for, we don't, we don't really blitz our DBs anyways, right? We run no, very, no, very, very few do- linebacker dogs as well, but maybe some other teams are worried about him popping through and making some big plays. And maybe that's why other teams aren't doing these blitzes, but nope. like how, let's just put this into, into context for everybody. If you're sitting 10 yards back as, as, as your cornerbacks are sitting 10 yards back off their receivers, they can catch the ball anywhere from basically seven yards and, and less. Yeah. Okay. You have linebackers that are playing four or five yards off the ball. You're only rushing four down linemen and nickel. How easy is it from your perspective? Now, look, let's just look at pass protection. Okay? Right. How easy is it? Now, we have five linemen and a running back. We have six, six blockers. So how easy is it to block four? I mean, it's, you got it's two the double most basic teams. Thing in the world. Yeah, right. it's the most it's, basic thing in the world, isn't it? It's a basic because you got two double teams naturally, and then that running back is the wild card. He and if it's a full protection um call where you say, hey, I want you to stay in, the quarterback could say that, or he could get an audible from the offensive line to let the quarterback know, oh, we need full max protection. Then okay, running back stays in, and that is just really if you do your job, hands placed inside on the chest plate then he, that quarterback has a long time to throw the ball. Um, that'll give them an extra two to three seconds, if not longer, until that D lineman really want to fight and get off that block. And obviously there'll be one or two that will do that. But other than that, that'll give the quarterback from a two-second pocket to about a three to four-second pocket, basically. Four, I say four to five-second pocket. It's, and so what, so what that does, like for people listening at home, just trying to kind of envision this, the difficulty ar- around this is you're playing – uh, in your secondary, you're playing mm-hmm. off. You're playing off the ball coverage, right? So there's no press man. You're not up in their face. You're not forcing them to reroute. It doesn't take any extra time for the receivers to run their routes. They bas- they basically have whatever route selection they want. They can run the crossers that we've seen a lot. They can run hitches. Plants. They can run. Sl- they can run anything they want because you're not pressing. <laughs> them. So you have that on one side, and then on the other side, you're not forcing the quarterback to throw hot. In other words, you're no. not forcing him to throw it within like you know, a second and a half. Second. And so you have kind of from a, from a quarterback, from a, from the perspective of a quarterback who is not an all pro, you're not talking about Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes here. Okay. You're talking about Daniel Jones. You're talking about the third or fourth string quarterback in the yeah. Patriots. Yeah. You're giving them opportunities to be better than they are. Way so, better. And so from my perspective, I just think you got seven guys on defense that are first round draft picks. You have three first-round draft picks and Adrian Amos, who's arguably your, your most reliable guy in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Let them go earn their money. You just paid Jair Alexander a ton of money to play because he's a top quarterback in the league. Yep. Top quarterbacks in the league don't play 10 yards off every single snap. No. I mean, it's it was an attitude thing that when I would see Deion Sanders, 
line up like he wanted to be in a, uh, a wide receiver's face you know yes when you go back to that that generation and then the i say the some guys off of that into the newer generation patrick peterson he would get he would like to be in your face you know and zaire Jaylen does. Ramsey, all those guys yeah, yeah. Jalen Jalen ramsey for one he is a guy he's not a big guy but he's yeah. physical and he will and he plays smart ball and he is a guy if i had if i was a defensive coordinator i would just say this hey just don't get a p don't get too many pi's <laughs> that's yeah, what like i would tell Seahawks richard sherman deal i mean right. yeah the, the thing that's the thing that is uh frustrating here i see is i don't see this as a player problem like in other words i don't think that uh, jared alexander wants to sit 10 yards deep and, and play zone no property. he doesn't i don't i, I just don't believe that to be true right i don't think mm -hmm. darnell savage i think darnell savage would rather be up towards the line of scrimmage than than sitting back there 12, 15 yards deep every play. Mm -hmm. And so if your coaching isn't matching up with your personnel, that becomes a problem. We've talked about this ad nauseum on, on this on this podcast. Yeah. There, there are a lot of coaches that get hired because of reputation, because of who they were with, like Brandon mm -hmm. Staley and Joe Barry, right? And right. you bring with you a certain scheme that you're used to coaching. Now, whether or not you have the coaches in place to do that, whether or not you have the players, you as the coordinator, the defensive coordinator on this team in particular, yep. is the head coach of the defense. You have to design a scheme around what you are good at. Yeah. You have an all-pro caliber defensive tackle. You have two guys that can, or at least Pro Bowl caliber uh, rushing outside, line, yeah, outside linebackers, right? You have an all-pro middle linebacker who, quite frankly, isn't playing, isn't being as effective in the in the games this year as he was last year. Mm -hmm. You have three first-round draft picks in the secondary. The defense needs to reflect all the things I just said, and just yeah. for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. And, and, and another layer on there, you know, with some of these players, some of these players are very coachable. So they're just abiding by like you like we were talking about what the coaching is preaching, you know, so they don't want to get off the coach uh, rails because they understand, OK, he's teaching the scheme. Let me learn it. Let me let me do it. You know, I'm being the team player. So it just might them just being coachable. Sometimes that gets you in the wrong spot, because I remember in a situation go back to the fourth and twenty sixth game for us where Coach Sherman. In meetings, I called it early in the week. It was a um, remember the backside protection, uh, like opening of a Fox Two XY hook. Yep. And Brett threw the interception to uh, the safety. And I said in the meetings that week, I said, Coach, can I just go backside and pick that up if they do a top, you know, a strong safety blitz with a uh, with the Pro Bowler that they had or Dawkins. Hall of Famer, yeah, um, Dawkins. And he's like, No, just run the fake fake out, play side. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, then was like, It's gonna be a problem. That's going to be a problem. I'm, well, okay, I'm going to abide by this. And, of course, that play, that exact play came up in the game. And me abiding to my coach's rules kept me on my path. I did like this. I faked, and I'm looking at Dawkins like, oh, my God. And all I could think is flashback to that meeting. So being a good player, I'm abiding by rules. Mm -hmm. But knowing what I should have done, I should have bust him in his mouth, and then we got a better chance, or Brett has a better chance to throw the ball. So it just it might be that type of situation too. So just something another layer to throw on that because we got good players trying to abide by the commander. You know their coaches giving them the the, the rules or the the play. You see, you know trying to roll with that. So but sometimes players got to be players and 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 not do not saying it's a bad thing, but just sometimes you got to go with your feel. Hey, I'm in the game. I'm out here. I see what's going on. Let me do this and let me react as the natural athlete that I am yeah. at this position. 
for this long time. So and that and that kind of brings me to maybe the next piece of this because I think I think what you're saying is listen, here's the framework, like it's a chessboard, right? Mm-hmm. Chess has rules. And every time you make a, a play in chess, there are a myriad of different plays you can make, but it's all under the context and the rules of the chessboard. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what a, a defensive coordinator is putting in front of the, the defensive uh the, the defensive eleven. Yep. You are here's the framework we're operating under. Now your individual style and play and everything is going to be reflective of both you as the individual defender and mm-hmm. of our structure. So within the structure, we have to be maybe a little bit more intense. Maybe do, we have to do a better job. Well, we definitely have to do a better job of communication mm-hmm. pre-snap and post-snap. And those are the things that for me, when I look at it, and I was just on another show, we were talking about this a little bit, AG, and I wanted to revisit with you. Last year, we had to talk about culture on this team. We had to talk about culture on this team very specifically because the special teams uh, last season were so poor yeah, and it cost us games. Yep. Is it is it, is it a, a symptom of a larger problem within the building, right? Mm-hmm. And now you look at it, Rich Passaccia comes in, and now I kind of put them by themselves. Rich Passaccia is kind of taking, hey, I'm the head coach of the special yeah. team. We're yep. going to deal with our stuff. I know they had some problems last week, but they've been overall much better than they were. A lot better. So now you look at the rest of the team, nothing's changed. The defense, and again, it's not like we're in the bottom five of defense, but given no. where our talent level is, Given all the things we just discussed, given the fact that we do a poor job of communication pre-snap, we're obviously doing a poor uh, job of communication post-snap in respect to the crossing routes that keep hitting on us. It makes you wonder, at least it's worth the conversation, is there a larger issue going on in Green Bay with the accountability the mm-hmm. level of um, yeah. intensity, the culture that goes on within the offense and defense. Yeah, and, and and that for me visually, that's what I see. So just that right there on the field is going to be a byproduct of less conversation in the meetings, mm-hmm. questions that have not been brought up in the meetings. So then the problems spew out in live action on Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football in London. That's where we see the non-communication skills that are should be developed in practice in the meetings where you you have players hey let me check you on that coach or you know adrian or zaire let me ask you this what would you do in this situation you know what you feel you do that's coach to player you know you got to ask as because you're in a room of grown people so you should as a coach you should say professionals okay zaire in this situation what coverage do you want to be in Cause then I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna call that coverage. Make sure I call that at that moment, so I know you're in a coverage you want to be in. You don't want, like you said, we don't want you ten yards off the receiver. You know, in a situation, you know, ask. I think that's a coach to player possibility problem that's going on here. And just for their sake, hopefully they figure it out this week and the weeks to come because the games ain't gonna get no no easier right. for these guys. It's gonna get harder and harder and even more impossible if communication is not on par. And I think I think of the thing that kind of I didn't really want to bring I don't want to rehash this, but you know I started I started thinking about what Slayton said after the game, the you know the second year uh, fifth round pick from last year in 2021. He, he's he's been playing pretty well. He's mm-hmm. he's he does a good job. We talked about sing, turning double teams into single blocks. He's got some penetration, had some pressures last week, mm-hmm. and he came out and said like we didn't expect that many bootlegs. Like they like basically we weren't ready for what they ran, and right. then you go again. I like watching tape, man. Like, I don't, you know, 
Some, Me some too. Like, some people like reading books and like watching tape. If you watch the Chicago game and you don't know how to play the uh, the Giants' offense, then I, I, I'm not sure what we're talking about. That's right. It, it is it is to a T exactly what yeah. a team is uh, what a team needs to do to be successful against the Giants' offense. Crowd the line, keep a guy in Daniel Jones. Of course, they're going to run bootlegs. Like, how could you be surprised they're going to run bootlegs? That's the way they found success in the Bears game after they got beat up in the Cowboys. Exactly. So it's like this kind of stuff where you start going, like, look, this is a hard job. It's a hard sport. Coaches have a tough job. And yep. It's easy for us to sit here and go, like, well, they're doing this and that wrong. But in, in some situations, as former players, like, I feel – I feel like we have the authority to say, how did you not know this was going to be an issue? Yeah, because we know 100% you're watching three to four games back. That means all that is telling us, coach missed it or you as a player missed it in your film review. And you need to learn how to do film review properly where you watch a series, but you watch it basically 11 and 12 times. That means you're watching every single player one play at a time and taking down notes after that, not just watching it for highlight reel, you know, pancake blocks or nice big hits or a big run. You're basically going down the line. Okay. I'm going to start on this play. Watch Kenny Clark, watch him, maybe watch him four or five times. Okay. Nice move. Then you're going to go to, go to Preston Smith, same play. You're on the same play. Now you're watching mm-hmm. Preston Smith and then you're watching Rashard Gary. And so between those three players, you watch the play back nine times already or 12 just on those three players alone. So just doing that for every player that does that, then, yeah, you gaining more knowledge. You are becoming what we call the student of the game, pretty much. And you got to have that. you got to be that on the football field and yeah, on, and a fo- on a professional level. Absolutely. And I think I think that what I see from there, just me personally, the, the, the takeaway is because we're not committing DBs to the box and because we're not committing DBs to be playing the other side of the line of scrimmage, like it, we could say, obviously, like oh, the individual – Look, at the individual level, we can complain about this and that and the other. At mm-hmm. the individual level, you and I have to play well, right? And That's it. We have, to, we have to feed our families. So That's we're going to do whatever, whatever it takes to play well. But having said all that, when you when you look at the scheme that is successful against a team like this and we don't run it and we're running kind of almost the opposite of it, then you go, okay, well, it might, it might be a little bit more so what you were talking about is Players are just running the scheme that's being called. Maybe we need to run it with more intensity, more urgency. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, maybe we need to think about shuffling the scheme to fit our players. Fair that's enough. it. Yep, fair enough. On, on, on offense, let's just talk about that last drive one more time. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it because, you know, it comes out, obviously, Aaron, we already talked about it. RPO oh, at the end. Yeah. And, and the big thing is, like, everybody wants to be online talking about, well, I would have done this. Uh, Myers blocked his guy into the end zone. And, look, my take from this, AG, mm-hmm. is you got a four-time MVP, two back-to-back MVPs right now. And right. You, I, I just go, listen, guys, Aaron Rodgers is going to win you a lot more games he's going to lose. You ride and die with your quarterback, period. Whatever decision that's it. he makes, you live Or your with. best player. You ride and die with the best player. That's that's right. That's absolutely. And in this situation, I think we can all agree it's going to be Aaron until he decides to leave. Now, we can talk about how to move forward from that, maybe what that means with a guy like Aaron Jones. But for in these situations, no matter what is called, if Aaron Rodgers thinks that there is a better play to be made, then Packer Do fans, it. that's what we're going to run. And – Cheer them on and hope for the best because that's all there is to it. You put the hand, ball in the hands of your best player. With anybody seeing the replacements with Keanu Reeves, I want the ball, right? right. That's it, yep. man. Best players yep. do. 
Yep. And that's what, because uh, it was a guy by the name of Michael Jordan um, back in the day in basketball. Um, yeah. Phil Jackson better not even hesitate to do it, you know, to go somewhere with somebody else. Everybody knew who was getting the ball with five seconds on the clock and the ball's, uh, the ball's getting thrown out at half court. Same thing here. Um, just got to, I say, get to a point on Aaron's point of maybe looking at the younger. I mean, obviously, the receivers is still the thing where they got to get better at doing this learning and getting on the same page, but where you're not getting honed into one guy because right now that one guy is Alan Lazard. So yeah. as a defense, I'm going to focus on your number one guy. Same like, same like last year with Devontae. Everybody knew Devontae in certain situations was going to be that guy. So get to that level where you are passing the ball around the block to everybody so no defense or defensive coordinator or even a smart DB is going to say, hey, I got Allen, so he's coming my way, so let me get some bracketing help, and then boom, we got this locked up on a, on a victory. But you don't know where he's going to go to the ball because he got confidence in Romeo. He got confidence in Watson and gets back on the field, confidence in Tanya and Mercedes Lewis. So spread that ball, ball around. So that's between Aaron and LaFleur with play calling. They put him in that situation to, to do that. Great, great point. And I think, listen, let's let's just let's move to the Jets because I think it'll fall yep. into the same conversation. You know, the Jets are coming in at three and two. They just had that big yep. win versus Miami, who's on their third string quarterback. So they they win forty to seventeen. If you watch the game, look, this kid Brees Hall can run. Right. He's the he was my little draft pick couple, last year, two years a year ago. Was like this kid is going to do some because this one I'm, I'm just going off the eye candy first six one two twenty. He fits the bill on the eye candy six one two twenty. That is what you want for NFL caliber size. And then obviously production wise, it's all in itself. He's sitting at 275 yards on the season right now. So in his second year, or actually first year, excuse me, first year. So he's, he's doing an outstanding job. I just, he's another guy where he falls in the draft and you go like, man, how did he fall in the draft? It's kind of like Great. the kid Pierce from the Texans, man. I mean, it's, yes. these, kids are, these kids are legit players. Um, I think the big thing with the Jets is, you know, the Jets had three first round draft picks. So they had, they had uh, Sauce Gardner. They had the kid that I thought we were going to get, Jermaine Johnson. I know he got hurt. Oh, okay. Game. God, right. they had first three? Oof, three first. Yeah, round. because they had – I knew Sauce uh, was one. I knew Sauce was one. I didn't know had, the other two. They had Sauce. They had Garrett Wilson. And they and they had Garrett Wilson's the, the new wide receiver. And then they had uh, Jermaine Johnson. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And all, every, look, everybody's playing. Uh, Sauce, Sauce is getting a ton of looks. Like he's, yep, he's he had a pick last week, a nice he's, pick. Big he's, pick. Got, he's got a, a pass breakups every week. People are going to try to pick on him. He can get beat beat. He can get beat deep. Our guys can beat him deep, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll come up and play press. Uh, you know, which is something we want to see from our guys. Obviously, I think yep. when we when we talk about just what we need to do to move forward here from a Green Bay standpoint, though, I just had two things, Ag, and you can expound on them. First of all, offensively, we need to dictate to the defense. And what, that, and what that really means is we need to find more ways to give Aaron Jones the ball. Yes. Aaron Jones needs to touch the ball 20 times this next season. I'm not saying Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I'm saying Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones needs to have 20 touches in this game. Running, passing, screen game, whatever you want to call it. What ha- in, the, in offense in the National Football League – Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins coach, said this in the offseason. He goes, I am just – I forgot the exact quote. It's something to the effect that I am super passionate about finding people who have who have the play speed with the ball right. to, make people, to make plays, right? And Aaron Jones is that guy for us right now, more than anybody else on our team. You want the ball in his hands. I don't care if it's in the back. I don't care if it's running a slant. I don't care if it's in the backfield. You mm-hmm. want Aaron Jones' hands because he's – 
What are the few guys right now is proven break tackles, make people miss, and take it to the house for explosive plays? Something that we really need to build on. Yeah, and it's something that's going to pay dividends come fourth quarter of the season. So we got 17 games. You know, we're – what are we – I didn't look at it, but I'm assuming we're, what, number two in the NFC NFC, North? Yep. Behind the Vikings. So Mm -hmm. what that does, giving him those bonus carries now, is then fourth quarter of the season when games are counting – against the team then he has the endurance to take it so fourth quarter game week 14 week 15 week six it's not nothing to aaron jones and so that just helps him build that endurance naturally and physically gets him ready for the long haul of the football season because playoffs is going to come up then did you know divisional fight of rival is going to come up that's going to be games that's going to count double so that then builds his body up for that pounding. He's already built in stature a little guy. So that gives him a little extra um for the regular season. And then, oh, by the way, you do have somebody to back up off the bench. That's 250. So that just gives so that gives you a whole bunch of insurance to make sure my, my running back's going to be ready come fourth quarter of the season physically and mentally. So if we need to give him the ball, more carries, catching the ball and running the ball, then we can do it. AG, <clears throat> last year it seemed like at some point during the season – I think he had maybe a little a little injury, a little nick. Yeah, he had a but knee. He had a knee. Yeah, but but it seems like he just was missing a lot of carries, and AJ Dillon kind of took over. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe towards halfway through the year, and he just got a lot. He just was getting the majority of the snaps, especially in the second half of games. And we, it's like right. we were saving. And I remember thinking, like, man, AJ is really playing well. But we also think like Aaron was. They were like saving Aaron for the playoffs, and then of course we have you know we're one and done. Right. But this year. This is the strength of our football. Aaron is it Aaron is, right Jones now. is yes. the strength of our football team. Yeah. Right? Not Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Dobbs and Aaron it's there. Jones is the strength of our football team. We need to exploit it and force all and I think Aaron Rodgers said it this week. Hey, we need to give these guys the ball more. We're gonna open up to this play play action pass stuff, these deep balls, all these opportunities. What happens? Yeah, hand in hand. What happens when a quarterback who is a Four-time MVP has to constantly throw bubble screens and quick outs and and hot yeah. routes. What happened? Eventually, he gets pissed off and starts throwing the ball deep, which is kind of what you saw in the Giants game. Yeah, he and, was trying to let it loose and couldn't get no catches. Yeah, trying, and so we need to get. So what you need to do is you need to manipulate the op. So those opportunities become yeah. more effective when he's actually going to do it. Right. Exactly. Yep. It's a great other, way to put it. Manipulate, manipulate because then the defense is not realizing what's going on and boom, then there's a big play, you know, offense running the ball or passing the ball. And yeah. I, th- and I think our defense is, we've already talked about it enough. Just, we need to create a more of a sense of urgency. I personally, I don't think we're going to go to like, we're not going to be a predominantly a man team. I don't think we're going to start DB blitzing all the time, but mm-hmm. you, you do have real NFL talent on this team at specific positions designed to allow you to do more on defense than you're doing. Let's do more and see what happens. Exactly. You've got a, you've got a, a kid in that. Listen, I'm just going to tell you right now. I've watched the last three games of the Jets on tape, end zone copy, all, the whole thing. Right. You're 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 playing with a a you're playing against the same offense with a Daniel Jones like quarterback who is not great in the pocket. No, nope, he he's still a, young. He yep. does have a better arm than Daniel Jones. He can make all the throws. But you need to get him out of the pocket if you're a Jets fan. If you put this guy in the pocket, he will get hit. He will get flustered. He will get sacked. Mm-hmm. Our guys will beat their guys. I guarantee it. Our, our Kenny Clarks, 
are Rashawn Gary's. They will win this week against their match. They will win their matchups. It's a question of, are they going to give us an opportunity or is it going to be Brees Hall all day and then run the key play action? Because we proved last week that we weren't able to make changes in game changes that would effectively stop what they were trying to accomplish. Right. Get on. Just summary really quick. Yep. Defense, they're going to run a base 3-4 defense. I've, they've got some guys I like. First, The first guy I want to talk about is a guy that got hurt last year. He was a big free agent from Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, so Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson's one of these guys that when you watch him, I think he played – he might have played at Georgia. He was an SEC guy. Okay. And, and he's one of these guys that two years ago before, when he got paid, before he got paid, he makes – people look bad but then he was just like i almost got him so he's one of those almost guys like right. he didn't have all the sacks he had some but when you watch him he's beating tackles bad <clears throat> i mean he was putting clinics on i remember he was playing villanueva at pittsburgh it was one of the worst beatings i've seen in the last two years all right so the kid can absolutely play he hasn't quite caught his groove yet i think because he's still coming back from that he had a really bad injury last year they have quinnon williams He's a, he, he's on. A, he's got what three sacks right now. Well, he's, he's an animal. Penetrating three technique. Yep. He does really good when you get in tight. He's got great footwork. He's got good leverage. And and their offenses, or excuse me, their defensive line, as opposed to <clears throat> the Giants line, we talked about how they're not going to really penetrate. These guys are penetrators. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing a penetrating defense, what does that what does that mean for the offensive line, the, the tight ends, and the running backs? That means that we want to do a lot of traps. We want to do a yep. lot of down blocks and pull arounds. We want to get double teams on the play side because we don't want penetration on the front the front end, especially if, no. if we feel like our guards are going to get penetrated on, we have to find doubles. But you watch their games that things have been successful against them. Toss crack, quick trap, gap scheme, right? They're not necessarily a great run defense or pass defense. Mm-hmm. They will give you different looks in the back end. <laughs> They'll challenge your receivers at the line of scrimmage. And they do like to penetrate. What's interesting is they still have C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley was a great for the Ravens. Yeah. Was yeah. hurt a couple years ago. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah. questionable now in terms of injuries. So yeah, but he he That's used it. to be a great great player. They play their linebackers five yards deep. So it's this weird, it's this weird deal, A.G., where you've got penetrating defensive linemen, and then you've got guys that are playing Sitting actually way back, pretty, right? Yeah, pretty exceptionally deep for linebackers. Usually, you're looking at three and a half to four yards. Yep. And so there's this space there where if you get through that first little spot, you're going to get your your free five. Yep. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. It's uh just you know giving up that space. They have you know they know on the back end or just get hopefully get the penetration. Then on the back end, you know what we may help need help with underneath with the linebackers dropping in the cover. So that's probably why that five yard gap is there. But if you see that as the uh, Packers running the ball, then that's like you said, free five yards every time, and that I'm gonna take that every day. Every running back, offensive coordinator should take that. Yeah, and what that means up front for for you and for me is that we get a hold onto our double teams a little bit longer because really? they, they they don't just show right. They don't. Nope. And some of these and sometimes listen, they'll play they'll play fill and spill. So that means the play side linebacker will fill that gap hard, and the backside linebacker will spill over the top yep. and, and try to make the tackle. But more often than not, when you're starting from that far back, like. As an offensive lineman, I can get 1,001, 1,002 push yeah, with my center absolutely. and my tackle, and then I can come off the ball. For you, you know, we always talk about it, a yard of vertical vertical movement on the defensive lineman is like three free yards from you. 
It because is. you have that much more room to operate. That's that much more of a head of steam. So, oh yeah, I'm, ex- well, I'm excited about that side of the ball because I think this is kind of tailor made for us to run stuff that we're really good at, especially with Aaron Jones on the toss cracks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that side of the ball. I think offensively, we the Giants again. They're going to play very very similar to last week. Now, yep. we didn't seem to watch the Chicago game when we, before we played the Giants. <laughs> right. It, but if you watch last week's game against the Dolphins the week before, I mean, they're going to be the same guy. And it doesn't really – now, Flacco played two games for them. Right. And when Flacco's in the game, life's a little bit different, to be honest with you. But Zach yeah. Wilson, when you watch Zach Wilson's games, they're going to move him around because when he plays from the pocket, he can make throws. Dude, the guy is super talented. Mm-hmm. But Brees Hall is a real weapon. Their receivers can make plays in space. They can run deep outs and corners with the best of them. The kid's got an arm, but getting him on the move so he doesn't give up the ball, get hit, get flustered, still a young quarterback, like you said. He's actually in the the Flores brothers' offense, so Mm. it'll be an interesting matchup from that standpoint, too. You know, brother versus brother offensively, but obviously Matt's going to be able to handle some insight, I think, over to Joe Barry about how his brother thinks and what they expect from that quarterback position. Exactly. So, AG, when when I think about the keys to the game here, mm-hmm. I think the last thing I just wanted to talk about is can we defensively, can we commit to stopping the run game? I just want to see right. Me too. To stopping the run game, force them. I like it's. It would literally just whatever we said last week again. Four second and long, third and long, right? And yep. give ourselves and an opportunity to heat up the quarterback. And it's almost like nah, he's not as thing. mobile. He's not as mobile as Daniel Jones, but he no. is a mobile quarterback. And these young guys are all going to be, you know, they can move around a little bit. Yeah. If you need to commit a guy early on, like I would love to see this. Eric Stokes is a first round draft pick. I know he's not the mm-hmm. most physical guy in the world, but he's talented. Jair Alexander is supposed no to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Yep, and he's I physical. Would, he's just small. Rasul Douglas is the most physical guy we have in the second. Yep, yep. I would love to see all three of them against their eleven personnel match up in the like man to man press man coverage. Not every play. Commit Rotate. Adrian Amos or, or Darnell Savage into the box. Commit him to the line of scrimmage. Let's play on their side of the line of scrimmage and force this guy to beat us with like calculated money throws because i just don't think it can happen no not right now not at this level he will be there in years in terms of zach wilson but not now and yeah i would i would love to see that because then we were talking about those players early in the in the show here um like zaire letting those dbs be dbs because a lot of i say if you play db i didn't play i played it one time and literally i want man press because then i know where you are i'm in your face i'm in your chest the whole time and then obviously for the run game, that helps out stuff and also the play, play action game or pass game. Because then when you're in that face of that wide receiver, you don't give them no time. You throw their timing off their routes, quarterback timing off, gets thrown off too. So it makes it an issue on a quarterback trying to make quick decisions to get the ball out. And you got penetration coming at you. Yeah, for sure. And, and everything marries up, right? So however yep. we play on the front end is going to determine how well it looks on the back end. And 100%. if we believe it's like it's like one of these deals where as a defensive coordinator, as a coach, you kind of have to have it's I don't want to say it's a leap of faith because I think there's there's data and history here, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to go like I trust that Kenny Clark is going to beat their center more often than he's going to lose. I trust <laughs> that Rashawn Gary. Now, 
their uh, their right tackle is uh, uh, Elijah, uh, yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker. Now he started at right guard. He's played left tackle, played right. He's their best offensive lineman. His first round draft pick, I think, he's from USC last year. He is a good player. Sean Gary's better. Like he's just yes. a better player. So we just have to go. Like you know what I mean? We just have to start going. Like okay. Kenny Clark's better than anybody he plays against right now. Rashawn Gary is going to beat Elijah Vera Tucker enough times where Zach Wilson's not going to have a lot of uh, – uh, we have to trust that that's going to happen. The defensive coordinator has to trust that that's what's going to happen and go, let's make this more difficult and force him to throw these stupid fades or out routes all day because we're up press man every once in a while. We're getting in this – we're getting another receiver's place. They can't free release and have a full head of steam on us. Like, that's the way the defense – can work like we have the we talked about this last year they were bend but don't break last year and we're, we're like man kenny clark's really good rashawn gary's coming along preston smith's playing extremely well we could get up and force these guys more but we're not why aren't we doing it now <clears throat> with all the talent that is accumulated with alexander being back quay walker being in the mix from a speed standpoint not necessarily uh a, tech, a technical and, and experience standpoint but just from a speed standpoint, what you can do on the field with him, like we're there on paper. Let's go see yes. if these guys can do it. I think they're – I don't play. I'll tell you, AG, they're dying to do it. They're they dying are. to go out there and show what they're capable of. Don't you think? They're players. I believe so. Yes. I do believe that. I believe that they're players. They wanted to kind of get let out the cage and uh, obviously not stop hearing, you know, conversations like ours of, you know, what they what they're not doing yet quite yet. So – if I'm a player and I didn't listen to a whole lot, but obviously I heard through teammates or friends or family, I'm like, don't worry about it. It's going to come. I said this, when I get the ball, I knew what I was going to do. You know, same like you blocking is that just have that pride about yourself of what, you know, technique wise, mechanic wise and everything and go do it. It is hopefully the coach. You got to either say something or hopefully the coach just knows, okay, I mean, let me put this player in the position to do this for them to win, you know, and for, you know, for me in terms of keys to the game right here, same almost same as last week because they have Brees Hall in the backfield tackle better because yeah. you don't be just like learn from last week. We let Saquon, even though Saquon is one of the best top, I say top five in the league right now. Bryce is up there, just some young mung runners, but don't let him get going, you know, because any running back of any caliber at this level, if you let them have a day, then it's hard to stop the rest of the offense. The pass with the receivers and the quarterback and then online then looks a lot better. And we I mean, you know better than me what the Jets online is rated at overall. You know, they'll be able to if you get them rolling, then just like last week, Giants got confidence. Then then they pulled ahead and we able to score a lot of points in the second half where we only scored basically uh, the two points because we we're given that to the, uh, in terms of the safety. So same thing. Keep the turnovers. You know, you know I say create turnovers, you know, on our end, get uh, Bryce Hall where he's not doing a whole lot. And then Zach Wilson, you know, do I mean. As an offensive player, we know put pressure on a guy like that because he's just a young QB, hasn't developed how to read coverage is fast. He wants he wants to use his legs. You know what? Let him. And then we could have you know Campbell come down tackle, Preston Smith get to him as well. And then then it's our game as a defense. And then that for a defensive player is like this is where I want to be. I'm worried about all I'm really worried about is don't get beat over top. And then we I get to hit Zach Williams uh, Wilson every other play. So that's a, that's what the situation you want to put these uh this defense in right now um for that side and i'll say anything else on my end uh no and just i said keep the right uh wide receiver confidence going with the young guys you know i know dobbs will be playing watson is questionable with the hammy right now mm-hmm. so dobbs will be on that field and i believe his confidence is growing with himself and within and within aaron as well i'm going to uh i'm gonna try to do something that's probably never been done in the history of football i'm going to compare 
the plight of an offensive lineman with defensive with cornerbacks. Okay. Because I actually think they're very similar in that okay. I think I think I think cornerbacks is a premier position that gets a lot more face time, obviously, because they mm-hmm. do have that one stat that they have the interception stat that matters so, so much. Now they also have PBUs and all this throw two yep. rates, but so do we have those stats too. But that interception stat is super important. So there is that difference. But here's here's the truth. DBs and offensive linemen are only as good as the amount of times they don't get beat. I didn't say win, right? I was right. careful not to say win mm-hmm. because we win all the time. But mm-hmm. Both positions are only as good as the, the amount of times they don't get beat. So if your value starts at 100, every time you get beat, you get knocked down a little bit more, a little yep. bit more. And for DBs, if you get an interception, you know, we see it with the uh, digs of uh, the Cowboys, you know, he's yep. – He's the highest pass receiving ratio, but he's right. also had the highest turnovers last year. Gotcha. So yep. we we see that, and we see that a little bit with offensive line with dominance in the run game. But mm-hmm. really, both of those positions, and with us right now, it's kind of like those are becoming the positions on this specific team where there are, um, they, I think, have the most room for improvement, quite yes. frankly. Yes. And I don't know if it's because of the players, the scheme, the system, the coaches, but I just think right now there's always talk about the offensive line, right? There's been some injuries. Bakhtiari, we don't know how you know how much he's going to play. He didn't play that much yeah. last week. We have problems with right guard and right tackle, so we switch those guys, blah, blah, blah. And then we also have these guys at DB, and I don't. they're not bad players. They're not having bad years, but we're no. not playing as well as we could and for the reasons we just talked about. So there you have it. You never heard that one before. I like it. Offensive linemen and, and defensive backs should be going out to dinner every Thursday and Friday night because we're the exact same people. Oh, uh, yeah. We're always on the island sometimes, most of the time. You're talking about the linemen and the uh, D tackle on the island. Where's the DV at? On the island. There's That's another right. one. That's there it. You go. That's it. That's perfect. Yep. So, AG, you want to hit these? Uh, we got, well, so first of all, I think we're seven point favorites. What did I have written here? Uh, I was just on yeah, the doors. Yeah, we opened up at seven point favorites, man. I'm yeah. shocked. Really? I of just, last week is it because well, of last week and the week before? Yeah, like sure. we're not very good against the spread. Like if we're gonna start betting spreads, I'm saying, <laughs> well, maybe this isn't it. Right. <laughs> Let me go. Oh, this week. Yeah. Let me see. I had it up here. I just had it up here. Oh no! Boom! Wrong week. Come on, computer. Come on. All right, here we go. I'm uh, telling you, it's seven. We're we're seven is. point favorites. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Where are we at? Where are the Packers at? Yeah, seven. I got seven and a half. Oh, I see on mine. But either way, same thing. Well, seven, so seven in different, half. so so different sports books. Obviously, you're going to have different, yeah. like slightly different measures. Not, but you, you know, like what would be interesting is like natural arbitrage. If one had like 13 points, and we we don't, you and I would start arbitraging this to make a lot of money. Right. Right. All right, AG. You got any final thoughts on Packers stuff, or do you want to go right into the? Uh, Friend of the week schedule here. We can do some betting. No, I already gave, I already gave my thoughts. Yep, I'm good. Right, yeah. Tonight we got betting. we got bear. We got uh, the Bears are hosting the Commanders. Uh, Daniel Snyder's whole thing is going. Dude, that Daniel Snyder thing right now. Oh Crazy. My it's okay. Wild. If anybody has not read that article on ESPN.com, go I just read it. To Daniel it. Snyder. Yeah, do, Daniel Snyder just uh, has. They have 30 sources talking about how he has dug up dirt. On owners, how Roger Goodell, and the, you're just going. It's like the mafia. Oh man. Oh well, it's just that thing where you're going. Uh, anything they say right here is completely plausible because they're all billionaires, and that's a world that we don't understand. But right. I do understand if you're gonna 
if you're going to try to take away my my money making free money franchise, uh, I'm probably going to dig up some dirt on you. And like, yeah. it's it's amazing when you listen to it or when you read it, listen to it, that it play it does kind of play like a movie. It does. Uh, it's and, crazy. and you're just like, man, this is an incredible plot, man. Like, I, I really want to see how this I, thing plays out. I would never thought the day. I mean, I once I got in the league, mm-hmm. I like the possibility is there because of what I've seen on the teams yeah. I've been on. But now it's like it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Stuff I used to think about. It's like it's about to go down. Somebody's I, gonna call it what they call it, uh uh turning states evidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's about I, to happen. Do, do you so here so here's here's my prediction. Oh. I don't think anything happens. Because and here's mm. why I, I'm gonna say that. I I I believe that, that Snyder has dirt on people. Mm, probably does, hundred percent. And and I and I believe that it is, it is less pro- problems for the owners of the National Football League who, who run the show to allow the Commanders to continue to be a poor franchise than to have their names run through the mud, have any kind of suspicious activity um, out, alleged against them, to have the FBI go out, whatever it is. Yeah, because any- I, I, because they they can right now they can say we want you to sell your team to your wife, which right. he's already handed over day to day to his wife. But then that yeah. just means he's, I mean, that, that just out loud, that sounds ridiculous. Like, yeah. of course he can be, of course he can still have say in what's going on. Right. But they could say we've, we've forced him to sell, sell to his wife and it could be in her name and nothing's going to change for him. I mean, maybe, a, you know, day to day a little bit. Right. He's still, he'll still effectively own the team and the, and the owners in the NFL will say, okay, fair enough. Like, Everybody's good, right? So Everybody's I, I don't happy. Think anything's gonna happen. I can see that. I can see that. It's a lot riding on this, um, like we like we already mentioned. So yeah, a lot of a lot of pushback. It's gonna sound, oh my god, but yeah, I could possibly see that happening. Right. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's coming back. Saints are hosting the Bengals. Saints are one point underdogs. So the Bengals are uh, one point favorites. Over under is forty three. This will be a good game. Uh, the Saints yeah. haven't. The Saints haven't quite played to expectations. They beat the Seahawks last week. Taysom Hill had that monster day. Taysom yeah. Hill. So one of my buddies in fantasy football had Taysom Hill as like his bridge player. Like you know, you can play like a running back, tight end. So I don't know. Like <laughs> right. they allowed, even though he's like quarterback, they allowed him today at thirty-four points in fantasy. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So I'm gonna go. I think I've, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go Bengals. On the yeah, road. me too. I, I agree with you. I think the Bengals. The Bengals are. Uh, I just feel like Joe Burrow's inevitable, man. He's like Thanos. Like, yeah. I don't think the Bengals are very good. I think they're, I, the more I watch their offensive, like, the more I watch them, I'm, I'm just not impressed. Right, the all but, line, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like Jamar Chase, I mean, dude. Jamar, yeah. You don't want Mixing. to bad mouth anybody, but like th- their offensive line, some of the guys that they brought in, I could make, like, if you just watch one game, you can make an entire season's low light tape on like one game. Like, some, oh, wow. sometimes it's really, it's really, really bad. But wow. okay. that's, it's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm going uh, for the Commanders game. I think I was going Bears. Was it Bears? Yeah. Bears at home? I think yep, it's Bears at home. Fair. Yeah. Bears I, I wouldn't home. argue with you. Uh, let's go. Okay, we got another close one. We got Colts favored by two at home versus the Jags. The Jags, <laughs> for me here, the Jags are the better team. I don't think it's a yeah. question. If Matt Ryan decides to be like 10 years ago, Matt Ryan, then the Colts are going to win a lot of games. Right. Until that happens, he's got a, He's just got a problem holding on to the football right now. Oh man! And you got El Colts taking. They got the two and a half or two point favor. Hmm. Yeah. 
I said only because they're at home. It's the Colts. That's you remember? It. You remember a couple of weeks ago before the season started? I I made this like, I'm a lineman. Matt Ryan turns the ball over, kind of statement. Yeah. What has he done all the, last, the first four weeks of the season? Probably the season. he just Turn turns the ball, the ball over. And he sees the rush. He just sees the rush, man. And everyone's complaining about the offensive line. It's like, dude, everything. Can, it can't all be. It's got to be him. How they mesh. We see right. everybody getting open. But I, I didn't make that statement like hoping bad things were going to happen. No, I made he, that statement based on history and watching the guy play. Exactly. He sees the rush. He gets the ball turned over a lot. It's just it's 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 part of his thing. Unfortunately, maybe it's because he can't get away from players. But I think that's have, what. That's what people miss. People people see Russell, see um, Pat Mahomes, they see Josh Allen, they see all these scrambling quarterbacks that could just get away from the rush. So it's not even a it's not even anxiety for them. Don't so, don't put Russell Wilson with Lamar Jackson and Allen. I mean right scrambling, now, just scrambling, Come on, man. scrambling, scrambling. The, C- the Seattle it. Seahawks look like geniuses because right, once once he left, they let it leak that yeah. the, not the coaches, but the personnel, the Schneider's guys. John Schneider's the GM. His guys thought that he had lost a step and he was not as elusive as he used to be. They yeah. let that leak in that building to the press and look what's happening right now. That's true. Yeah, so sorry can, about that. <laughs> but we can talk We can talk about, I mean, with, with the Broncos. Who the Broncos got this weekend? Or are they, or are they on a bye? Uh, no, they have no. It's no bye weeks yet. Oh, Los uh, No, the bye week. Houston's got the bye week this week. Oh, uh, Broncos so the Broncos the Chargers, Chargers on Monday Night Football, and that's Chargers all day. Chargers all day. It's five point right. favorites, but they're at home. Yeah. No way. But right. But you think about it, that's an AFC West matchup. It's a rivalry. Talking about at the, at, the, at the beginning of the week, or the beginning of the year, and right now, despite the records, like that, that Broncos offense has nothing to offer. And Nathaniel Hackett's coming from, and this is like we could talk about this all day because yeah. Packers, Luke Getze, Nathaniel Hackett, Matt, LaFleur, like what's the one thing that made them all work? It's like, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers. They don't have Aaron over here and over here. Uh. Like, Things are a little bit different now, right? New it's, world. It's funny, it's funny new world. Oh, yeah, new world. The game of the week for me, AG, is the, that Cowboys-Eagles game. Yes, I agree. That's you got 5-0 and 4-1. and 5-0 and 4-1. and, one. Five and, one, four and one. Divisional rivalries. Classic rival matchup from just like ours, Bears and Packers, Cowboys-Giants, or Cowboys-Eagles is one of those games. Um, they boo boo, boo players due to injury. I mean, Michael Irvin, you remember back in the day when he was in Philly? Oh, yeah. He hurt his neck. And they were, oh, yeah. were clapping. They were celebrating that. Woo. That's how deep Eagles that goes. Brutal. Yeah, they're brutal. Oh, I heard uh, so many. So I'm going to take Eagles, though. Um, six and like, a half still, yeah. Yep, they six and a half. And I like the way Jalen Hurst is playing. I like the way the Philly offense is moving the ball and making adjustments, having to win games, you know, doing what they need to do. And defense is playing strong as well. Yeah, the defensive front is nasty. It's good. Yeah, um, I think the Cowboys' defensive line is good. I think the offensive line of the Eagles is is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be the difference in this game, in my opinion. Um, AJ, AJ Brown will make some plays. They're going to have time to do those double moves that beat the, the DBs for the, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they'll be able to run the ball effectively. Um, Micah Parsons. It'll be interesting to see how good Micah Parsons is. See how they contain Parsons, him. Deal Micah, with him. Well, Micah Parsons is a great player, but like for guys like me, I watch. Like there's no there is no comparison between Micah Parsons and Aaron Donald. Everyone's saying no. you know this that and the other thing. Yeah. Micah Parsons against Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson's a, a all pro caliber right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Micah Parsons versus Lane Johnson this week will be an interesting matchup because Lane Very is one of the best in the business. And if Micah can get Lane a couple of times, you will have converted me for sure because Lane's that good. We'll see. Yeah. We, we, we I mean it's gonna be on Monday night. You said something that's interesting. 
Do you think the Packers-Bears was our big rival? Um, I was just saying in comparison to this game here, Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah. Who, who, who was our rival in division? Oh, and our uh, Vikings. Easy. Yeah, I thought it was the Vikings, Vikings. Too. No, I was just saying from like what I know TV buys into. Yep. TV buys and makes fans buy into Cowboys-Eagles, Cowboys-Giants, Packers-Bears, um, college, you know, Red River rivalry, Texas and Texas and Oklahoma, Florida, Florida State. Those games from our time, Notre Dame and anybody, <laughs> Notre Dame, USC. Those were the games that TV buys, makes the fans buy into. There you go. All right, what wow. else? Uh, a couple of good ones: Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs at home, underdogs at home. So Bills are favored by three. This is a good game. Yes, yeah, I, I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, I believe they they are playing good ball and. I just want to see them stand up, you know, I say make the stake now, you know, for AFC playoffs and see, hey, we throw the first punch, we get y'all now, and then let's see what happened in the playoffs. That's where I'm going. You know, play, Pat Mahomes playing of, really good football now. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say Bills, and the only reason I'm saying it is I just – maybe this is recency bias, but I always feel like the game after you lose that big playoff game to that team, you come back during the regular season and beat them. And then they end up beating you again in the postseason. So if this was the postseason, I would say the Chiefs. But because right. it's the regular season, I'm going to say I'm going to say the, the Bills go down there and, and get the job done. And I, it, honestly, again, I think Von Miller going to the Bills. Von Miller yeah. pass rush this week. Hey, Orlando Brown, if he comes over, or uh, oh gosh, who's the right tackle? Teller is not Teller. Right tackle for the Chiefs. I right. think the right tackle. I can't remember his name right now, but. I think that is going to be, in particular, a problem for, for, Pat, for Patrick Mahomes. I think Bob Miller's playing at a high level right now. The whole D-line. Yeah. Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips is a second-round pick in Miami. First game of the season, he comes out, he has two or three sacks. I mean, he's absolutely killing the game at D-tackle position. So, those guys right. are playing extremely well, man. I'll be, that'll be another fun game to look at. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. What you got? What else? Yeah, we got uh, Arizona favored by two and a half playing Seattle. AG, real quick, I, I, I'm going to take Seattle just because I want Seattle to win. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I remember, You know what? I have only seen like one and a half games for the Seahawks and Cardinals in total. So I haven't seen the Cardinals play at all other than highlights and seeing the uh, the final score. Um, can't really go off much, but I'm going to just go off the fact Defense. I don't even know how their defense playing. I don't know. I'm making. I'm just saying. I'm going with the house. That's where I'm been winning. When when some games in a in a tight matchup like this, I'm gonna go with the house. House guys. Arizona two and a half. Carolina Rams. Rams by nine and a half. Biggest spread of the week. You got to say Rams. Yeah, they got on ESPN. They got ten. <laughs> Niners. Niners. Falcons. Falcons are playing better. Um, They're playing better. They gave, they gave the 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 Bucks a, a game last week, but. I think the Niners are kind of just starting to show that they're the class of the NFC West, in my yeah. opinion. So I, and, I, I got the Niners there. And their defense is a defense. Like, they thump. Like, yes. those are, that was a defense I would have got excited to play against. So yeah. 49ers for me. They bring it, they and they play man-to-man tight, and they make you say to yourself, oh, you, you want to run the ball against us? Because we got guys that's going to come in the box and let you know that you better stop it or you're going to make it real tough. So I like what Kyle Shanahan and uh, D'Amico Myers is doing with that defense. This game could have been a great game, but I think they have both quarters starting quarter, the first two quarterbacks out. Minnesota's three and a half point favorites at Miami. I think any other Ooh. weekend I would have bet on Miami. Yeah, I think me Minnesota too. might. I think and they might still win, but if you're on your third, I think right now they're on the third string they quarterback. Are. Yep. 
Bridgewater, that's, he's out for, for, for me, at least a week. Too, that's too much to under, overcome. I'm going to take mm-hmm. Minnesota here. Me, me too. Three and a half there. And then maybe the maybe the last game we probably should have talked about first because they just beat us is the, the Giants are underdogs to the Ravens. Giants are at home. They're, they're favorite. The Ravens are favored by five and a half. I think Lamar – I just keep – like, this is one of those years where I keep going, Lamar's the best player in the league. Like, he's unstoppable, right? Yeah. And because because he's probably one of the two or three guys I'll pay money – like, I would go pay money to go to the stadium and watch him. Yes. Because I yes. just think he's a rarity, right? He's, no. just, yes. he's just a rarity. Um, but, but having said that, they keep shooting themselves in the foot, and these games are – they're either losing or the games are closer than they should be. Mm-hmm. The Giants, I, you know, the good thing, I guess, the good news is like the Giants don't throw the ball, and the Ravens can't play pass pass coverage, so they kind of <laughs> like you might not see, like you might not see any of it. Doesn't matter. So yeah, yeah. Think, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Ravens because of that. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens too. Um, I say they this they have the the more personnel players that will make the game right for them. You know, if they make a mistake, they can make up for it a lot faster than the Giants can make up for it. The Giants will make up well, – well, what we saw last week against our Packers, Packers made a ton of mistakes. So that was a, too many mistakes that I don't see. I can't see another team caliber, same caliber as the Packers, like the Ravens, making too, that many mistakes and just watching film, seeing what, what the Packers did to lose that game against the, the Giants this week. So that's why I'm going with the Ravens there. I'll enjoy that Patrick Queen, their middle linebacker for the Ravens. I'll oh, enjoy yeah. that matchup versus Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think Patrick Queen's a stud. Obviously, yeah. Barkley's – uh, phenomenal, but he, it's just like you keep going back to last week, though. You knock out that 40-yard run, which you can't knock out by the Wildcat formation run. Yep. And he de- he's averaging like 2.8 yards a carry. You know, it's like yeah. we did a pretty good job of bottoming up, but if you – like to your point, man, if you give you Najee – if you give him enough rushes, like you're going to get – I could fall down on every play. If I give you the ball 30 times, I know. you're going to have a 50-yard run. It's just, yeah. it's going to happen. I could, I could miss every block and you can still have that run because you got that kind of talent. Saquon yeah. is one of the few guys that still has that talent. That's why every game they play this this year, as long as he's healthy, is going to be, it's going to be must see football. Yeah, exactly. It is going to be a chance to win for them. That is. Right, I mean, well, let's, uh, let's hope that the, let's hope that the Jets don't uh, bring their A game on the plane here to Green Bay. You're going to be at this game, right? Yeah, I'm going to be in the stands with the fans. Got some AG, friends. let me ask you this. Okay, last question we got then. When you okay. go to a Packers game, you go to Lambeau Field, yeah. you're, probably, you're probably wearing your AG jersey. You got your you got your hair done or in a hat. I'm not sure what your look is. I'm Depends. To hat day. This, I, what I feel it feels I like a up. hat day when you go there. Oh, feels, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so then you so get I, there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hey, listen. I, yeah. <laughs> if it was if it was me, I'd be wearing my Frank Winters throwback. But that's they, just me. <laughs> I love what, it. What what do you what do you buy? You go there and you you're hungry, you're thirsty. What are you getting? Oh, Mike, they have in the stands on the east side of the stadium a brat off beef dog wrapped in bacon. I can only do it once a year. I, and this, I gonna this, say I, I hate you. I I hate you. That you're such, and you're still like six percent body fat. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I might do. I'm gonna find that that one. Go get it. Go get it. It's a brat. They got a foot long brat with a foot long all beef dog wrapped in bacon, and I think you could put chili on that thing. I, no sauerkraut. Sa- oh. Sauerkraut because it's Wisconsin. You know they do the crowd up here. So yeah. Good. 
My favorite thing about this stadium And it's now, chili. You could do chili cheese or sauerkraut. Yeah, you could do all the fixings. My favorite thing about this the stadium now is last time I was up there, they're like, hey, let's go. We we got they kind of let us out and walk around and go tailgating. Yeah. And uh, you know, and the on this on let's see, so that's the east side uh, towards the towards the practice facility. Yep. They yep. have that like they have that like beer garden in the middle of like only mm. Green Bay would have a beer garden in the middle of the parking lot. Like it's it is Wisconsin. the most well, no, it's genius. It's yeah, that too. It's genius. genius. Yes. Yeah, it's like why, and then you, it's like one of those things you scratch your head and you go, "Well, I don't ever really think of that. Like, why? Exactly. Like, why not make this a permanent thing? You know how many people were hanging out there having a good time? God, it was awesome. All day, every day. They got so much stuff added. They're, you know what? They're giving them a park underground parking now for the players and coaches. I, I I've <laughs> said this to you. I've said this to you before. In so yes. many ways, we were born twenty years too early. Right. The underground parking is being built right now on the east that side of the stadium that we're talking about. Underground parking. Well, all right. Listen, thanks for watching Bet Online AG. AG, where can we yeah. find you? We're gonna find me at Amon Green 30 on Twitter and Instagram and also on TikTok on Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Check me out. It is October horror movie month. So I love my horror movies, Mike. I don't know if you're a horror movie person. Yes. I am been watching them every day. Something new. I watched the terrible. Don't watch the don't don't even watch it. This is one called Boo. It got me because I looked at the poster yeah. online and I'm like, that looked creepy because it had a good mind. You know, I'm like, oh, man, 10 minutes into the movie. I'm like, what in the H.E. double hockey set am I watching? But you know me. I'm a fan. I got to finish it. I finished that whole piece of you know what of a horror movie. It was bad. So if you see Boo, B.O.O. Yeah. Made in 2005, but then it, it had tricked me on Prime Video. It said 2022, so I'm like, is this a remake? Is this new actors? No, it was the 2005 Shark, version. Sharknado, it's a Sharknado horror version. 100, 100 Sharknado. I was like, oh, it got me. I was mad the whole two and a half hours. I was like, I'm not happy. I'm trying Wasting to think of the time. last horror movie I watched. I don't watch horror movies as much as I used to. I uh, um, I don't watch movies as much. You know, the problem is I still have kids in the house, so we watch. Yeah. I'm watching damn. Uh, I had to watch Avenger. No, uh, yeah, I, I watched Marvel. I watched Marvel last night for like the, I don't know, seventy fifth time. How we gonna say the twentieth time? <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, we'll see you right, on Monday, AG. Have a great weekend, brother. Hey, you too. Peace out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.